think since the uh, last time we podcasted, uh, oh yeah, I have watched a uh, Hitchcock movie I haven't seen yet. I know you've seen Foreign Correspondent. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a good spy introductory, just fun one. Yeah, I I, I really uh, really liked it a lot. Uh, this was <laughs> I bought this at a Criterion sale probably two years ago and I finally watched it. It's just one of those things that I got it. It's one of those. One of those, yeah. We talked about this. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't watched my Modern Times copy. Yeah, (laughs) the Charlie Chaplin, yeah. It's just the thing, You like I bought it and and I was like, oh great, I'll, I'll watch this sometime soon and then sort of like put it on the shelf and then just completely forgot about it um but uh yeah i'm glad that i finally watched it because uh it's a really good spy thriller and uh some of the some of like the sequences and uh the pieces in that i was like blown away by for like 1940 Mm. or whatever it was yeah um especially that the ending like plane crash and everything that was uh yeah that was really cool. I really want to see every Hitchcock like soon, you know, like that's a deadline. I think my life that I need. Yeah. It needs to happen. Maybe by the end of summer, who knows? Yeah. Uh, a lot of his earlier ones, I feel like are pretty short too, honestly. Oh, so they are uh, like you British. Out easily. Uh, yeah. Uh, Criterion collection has a lot of just hour, 10 hour, 20 minute Hitchcock films. Yeah. Yeah, and they're pretty good. Yeah. I'm hoping to watch the uh the Lodger sometime soon, which I think that one's like yeah, barely over an hour and it's about like Jack the Ripper. Um mm, that's cool. First, so yeah. Yeah, so I was glad to uh to get that out of the way. Alright, so my first one will be a rewatch. Uh it is I think I um last week my last watch that i mentioned was before our soundtrack scores lists was uh cocktail by tom cruise so my next yes. one actually um was is a rewatch of the last samurai with tom cruise <laughs> a movie nice. that i've only seen once uh you know like many years ago um and so yeah just felt it was uh time for a rewatch and uh Overall, you know, liked it, uh, except there's definitely, you know, there's the obvious uh, problematic things with it, such as Tom Cruise, like discovering the samurai and um, kind of being known for making the samurai uh, memorable as like the white dude who comes in and he's just he just stands out every every second of this movie that he's in the samurai universe it's just ridiculous yeah. um but other than that and you know really just weird problematic thing uh the last samurai is a pretty solid movie has a lot of good uh uh cinematography of just the landscape of uh where the samurai the samurai is just the environment and the war that's going on and everything um and ken watanabe of course is great in this and there's the action goes all out and uh there's a great action scene with ninjas 
<laughs> and then of course there's at the end spoilers the everyone knows at the end the samurai die all at the end and that's what you know what's coming every time um the last samurai so yeah. i'm overall mixed on it but i like it's it is very like it's a fun movie and there's so a lot of cool stuff in it one of those classic movies that just epic battles that sort of mm -hmm. thing so yeah it was fun for some reason i remember this but in uh mr hiles class u.s history class we watched pretty sure we watched part of the last samurai did we really for, that's crazy I, I have no idea why what it related to that we were talking about but for u.s history but we watched the last samurai not the whole movie not the whole movie I <laughs> I, like, yeah i don't remember that at all too <laughs> oh so you never oh you haven't fully watched it yet i haven't seen the the full experience yet <laughs> it's long too it's like two hours and 23 minutes but it's it's worth it it's a it's a a good movie it uh it reminds me of that uh matt damon movie that came out a few years ago oh yeah yeah i, I heard that i've i haven't heard anything good about that no that looks that looks like trash yeah yeah but it looks like yeah the same deal like matt damon sticks out a sore thumb oh yeah well and it even sticks out more either. nowadays but yeah. uh ba back then i think it was more normal for like someone like tom cruise to do that but mm -hmm. nowadays i don't think he would get away with it as much my next one was also a uh, a rewatch and I also uh watched the criterion version but uh rosemary's baby uh, mm. was my rewatch and loved it just as much as i remembered so and didn't you yeah. recently buy that Yes, this is my my brand new Rosemary's Baby Criterion Blu-ray. So <laughs> this was oh wow yeah this is cinema at its finest yeah I was uh, I was we real had excited. cinema up in here <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah the the whole neighborhood heard about it yeah uh, <laughs> did you hear John and Carly got the new Rosemary's Baby DVD yeah. uh, they rolling it right now <laughs> yeah they're screening it in the living room yeah oh man uh but yeah really good i uh part of me was wondering uh um because this was the second time i'd seen it and part of me was like oh man did i just was i just really like into the like ending of this movie the like powerful ending of this movie that i forgot the first half of it is kind of a, a drag but and i was worried about that in the beginning but then once it starts going I I was like, no, this is this is through and through a uh, a masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I still still loved Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I know what you mean with that, where you like turn out on a movie again. You're like, wait a second, am I not going to have an amazing time like I yeah. planned? This isn't I don't going be disappointed. to be. This isn't going to be absolutely incredible. <laughs> and then it just ends up being, oh, yes, this was incredible. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. Because I, I remember, you know, I can watching see that. movies for the second time. And then that, like, the second viewing, I realized, wow, I just loved the ending of this movie so much that it made me think that this, like, I was really into, like, the whole thing when really it was kind of a, slow burn at times and i wasn't totally vested until it started really like ramping up so yeah so a big a movie those. that does that a lot to me is rogue one 
the Star mm. War, a Star Wars story, because I remember oh. when it came out, it was like I saw it in theaters with like family and and a friend, and the theater was packed. It was a huge deal. It's another Star Wars movie, you know. Yeah. Um, still had that like Rogue One, like not Rogue One, a uh, Force Awakens feel, you know, like Star Wars is back. We're seeing another one, mm. and. I mean, and Rogue One also just has like so much just Star Wars battle at the same time. Um, but the end of uh, Rogue One, you know, you see Darth Vader kind of just kill a bunch of rebels in like a really cool scene. And then he, you just watch the ship fly off, the rebel ship fly off into the next movie. And then yeah. you kind of see that like bad uh, Princess Leia, like CGI. Yeah. Uh, like Tarkin, you know, that same thing. Yeah, and you see yeah. her go like, uh, hope or she says like hope or something like <laughs> that. Cheesy, it's like yeah. a, it's like a really manipulative like ending to a movie that really means nothing to you at all. It just shows you yeah. a bunch of things like fan servicey things at the end. Yeah. And I remember at the time, like leaving the theater feeling like really great. Cause I saw all of those things and, for the most part, I didn't have like a horrible time. You know, I had kind of had fun, but Rogue One's a pretty like problematic film, <laughs> like in the grand scheme of uh, yeah. blockbuster movies. Yeah, I think that one came out. That was like the year after Force Awakens. So yes, like Star Wars just was packed, and people were, yep, just more excited about it than ever. So yeah, that. Definitely. <laughs> Rose, that relates to Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's so, Baby. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good. All right. So my next movie is uh, something you talked about last week. It's Bad Trip. Mm, yeah. And Bad this trip. was this was uh, just a perfectly fun evening watching Bad yeah. Trip. Like, oh, my God. I just I laughed so hard. I had such a fun time. You know, it was mm -hmm. Uh, every time I tune into an Eric Andre thing that like in the past year that's come out, it's this and his uh, comedy special. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah, um, yeah. Legal, legalize, legalize everything. everything. Yeah. Every time I just like it just like pays off. You know, I'm always like, oh, my God, that was a great time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Bad Trip is a, is a great time. Uh, I love how it's just sh how it's it's so much about the. Uh, hidden camera interaction um yeah. and uh it's just watching eric andre's willingness to do insane things to get the attention of uh really just you know like just real like citizens you know real americans you know real people out there you know yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> like you he really see like like uh, the best part of people's characters come out. Too. Yeah, and he confuses like the best people, you know, like the most like real people. Like that person has like lived a life, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of uh, similar to like Nathan for you, you know, like the, yeah. the genius of that and just finding the right crowd. Right. Uh, yeah. It's like yeah, so, like expertly picking out the perfect people to, yeah, yeah, to just sort of go along with this storyline yeah and yeah. it goes so well how you know they at the in the end credits they show the reveal of all those people yeah. uh finding out they were in the, in, in the movie and it just ends up being like because while you're watching it's kind of like 
fucked up to see all those things happen and you kind yeah. of think that those people like the first thing i assume is oh like these people have no idea what's going on and then they never will they just saw this messed up thing happen yeah, yeah. but then they show like that obviously like uh the crew and the cast reveal themselves to the uh targets the marks whatever and uh it ends up being a really like sweet time of everyone yeah. including the people who didn't know they were making this movie like they had like it ends up being a sweet thing for them you know like a a great memory that happens yeah uh, so Especially yeah after- i after seeing like how traumatic something like the uh mm-hmm. the gorilla in the zoo and then yeah. at the end seeing like people just laughing so like everyone was just screaming and freaking out like two minutes before that and then all of a sudden they're yeah. like dying laughing and like yeah clearly like had a great time with it yeah it's yeah it's uh i felt just like how uh borat too i felt like in that too sasha baron cohen was able to like get these people to like show um they're like they're like, like genuinely good people like even, yeah uh, you're right first of all that woman who was like the babysitter for his daughter she was like an angel she was an amazing person and then someone started like a gofundme for her and she got like hundreds of thousands of dollars that she ended up donating whatever anyway but uh like uh when he stays with those two like maga you know crazy right-wing guys and then they're like helping they're like yeah. genuinely helping him out with what he's with his like goal it's like mm-hmm. uh yeah it's like nice to see the good like come out of people yeah these yeah just wacky weird prank movies do it yeah yeah they they still like connect with those people while pranking them yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, that. there's just so many bids. Like, oh my god! Like, I loved watching him stick his hands in the smoothie yeah. ingredients to make a smoothie. He does that a on smoothie. Eric Andre show too, doesn't he? I he, thought he. Um, I don't maybe for it's a it just it is totally just yeah. a him a thing he would do. Um, I love I love the like the inter- the interaction and like the just the uh just the craziness in that wing place that they stop at later towards New York, where the one woman is just freaking out because she was her, her heard that like um, her brother stole her car and has like a picture of her, them like set up and oh, then they like yeah. show up and it's like the funniest thing. Cause yes, I forget <laughs> the woman's like, part. there yeah. they are. Get you get out of here. <laughs> That woman was going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And then I remember after, I think after one of them, it was either after Tiffany Haddish left or Lorel and Eric Andre, one of them left. And, uh, and whoever, whatever guy was with that woman, he was just like, you talk too much. You talk like he was just trying to (laughs) get her to like stay out of it. (laughs) Like, get out of (laughs) their business. You don't want to be associated with whatever they've got going on yeah and and there's a scene with like tiffany haddish just going at this one like white dude in atlanta and she's like where is my car (laughs) just yelling at him and he has nothing to do it's like i don't know where your car is and it just goes (laughs) on and you just can't it's just so ridiculous but it's it's great yeah there yeah there's a great moment after the movie during the credits with them too after that guy found out yeah i yeah i really i like 
genuinely I I I laugh like I laugh at few things modern modern stuff more than like Eric Andre stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bad trip. All right. Uh okay. Next one for me. I watched uh Fallen Angels. Wong Kar Wai. Oh yes. Movie. Yeah. It's a good one. That was a good one. Uh yeah. Not not too much to say about it other than I watched it, really liked it. I am super interested in uh in Wong Kar Wai now. This is maybe the third movie of his that I've seen, but um yeah, I just feel like he's got this distinctive style to it that's uh that's really engaging uh and like visually stimulating. So no matter what's going on, it's really hard to look away. But uh yeah, really loved Fallen Angels. Yeah, that I think it was my third one that I saw too. Um and yeah, I really I really liked it. I, I have you seen In the Mood for Love and um yeah. Chung King also? Is that what yeah, you started those, with? Those are the other ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find um there's a song at the end of Fallen, a- Fallen Angels that I really love, and I'm just trying to find it. YouTube ad. Um, but this song, like, the ending of this movie, it, like, really connects to you, because this is the song. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's got a lot of buildup in it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like cut to yeah, credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 stuff like this. It's like why Wong Kar Wai like connects to like everyone to me. It's like such a universal uh cinematic moment. Uh that so much just universal feel that he has in all of his mo- movies for humanity and uh just creativity in film it's just yeah he's one of the he's one of the, he's one of the best to me and i i i want i need to watch another more of his movies um i only have i i only have a little bit more to go but then you know i think rewatch his movies a lot and then probably one day buy that uh Wong Kar Wai uh uh set that for a hundred dollars that criterion yeah, I, was say, I thought that was super expensive yeah all right, so my next, Falling the English. next movies I watched, I'm gonna do two movies now. Um, under Under Siege one and Under Siege two. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you watch uh, these. Yeah. Under Siege was Steven Seagal and Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. Under Siege two also has Steven Seagal. <laughs> And it also has uh, Catherine Heigl, Morris Chestnut, um, Everett McGill, Patrick Kilpatrick, Andy Romano. <laughs> Under Siege Two wow. is um so Under Siege Two is a lot better than Under Siege One, but they're both Under Siege One is pretty good, and there is something about Steven Seagal that is pretty just hilarious and great when it just comes to like a movie buff attitude of things you know when you're just looking to watch those fun blockbuster movies like steven Mm -hmm. seagal has some weird mindless just dumbness to him 
with with like entertainment value and uh, stature and just uh, he's he's something different uh, for sure. Like when it comes to like action movie stars, like I've I've watched I've been watching action movies forever now, and I I haven't seen anything quite like Steven Seagal. So <laughs> I highly recommend checking his movies out if you haven't nice. seen them. Because uh, right. I'm motive. Are these on uh, HBO Max? Uh, yes. yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna check yeah they're out. fun. They're fun. The first one is weird, and you get a really like interesting Tommy Lee Jones performance. Um, <laughs> the second one is genuinely, though, to me, great. Nice. I'm going to for sure check those out. Uh, okay, the last one for me is... Uh, last night I rewatched King Kong 1933 version just to because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm planning on watching Kong versus Godzilla um, <laughs> at some point uh, in the in the next week or so so I wanted to check out the uh, the OG King Kong before I did so might do the same with uh, with Godzilla but uh, right. yeah yeah I think uh, uh the original King Kong still is a very enjoyable movie. Uh, and uh, it's part of the enjoyment of it too, is just seeing how, you know, how they filmed this back in, in the friggin' thirties. Um, <laughs> and there's like a, uh, like a clear moment when, um, when she's like tied up and like the first moment when Kong appears and he, and he grabs her and it's just so clearly like, um, she's just standing in front of a, a big screen that has uh, yeah. Kong on it. It has that feel down. to a lot of it. Yeah, but even with that, it's I still like it's still impressive to me how they uh, how they shot yeah. it to make it seem yeah all like just very fluid. I think it's cool. Yeah, no, it's it's like enjoyable, but I'm um I like enjoy the uh, I don't know sort of stripped down version of it but still impressed by how they were able to pull it off with such like a uh, little amount of technology yeah so i think this is a good transition to my next watch mm -hmm. which was godzilla versus king kong yes um which apparently you have to see the previous godzilla Oh, I saw uh, that one the, in the theater. So I'll which I that. never saw, <laughs> and I didn't know that. <laughs> like it's a apparently it's a continuation of those characters. Yeah. So wait, then is it also the same, like Kong from yeah from Kong, Kong Skull, Skull Island? Island, which I have seen, and I actually mm -hmm. really like Kong Skull Island. Yeah, I, I do um, too. And I like the Gareth Edwards Godzilla. I haven't seen the other one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the that first one was better than the much better than the second one. But um, yeah, they're all pretty similar. Yeah, Godzilla. And for for me, I on my like letterbox, I I'd say most people are really like into Godzilla vs Kong. Um, and I can see why there's a lot of just like, there is a lot of care put into it and like, uh, and it, it is, it is in a lot of ways, a quality blockbuster movie. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but personally, I just, I just, I thought it was like, I, I thought it was okay. I, I, I honestly like the other versions, like Kong Skull Island and Godzilla alone better, because this movie to me just felt not very contained, and like I, very all over the place with character storylines that I just really didn't care about. Um, mm-hmm. And and I, I that's a personal take, but I just really did. I just really didn't. And um, I don't know a lot of this felt a little like cliche of just many blockbuster movie things nowadays, where like they're bringing two different properties together, and that's what it's about. And that's yeah. um, I mean. <laughs> I'm saying that, and I have another movie to talk about after this that uh, is all about that. Um, but in this case, just you know, partly it was I partly is I think it was because I watched it at home after uh, getting getting two cavities filled, um, <laughs> and I also think I could have benefited a lot from seeing a movie like this in the theater. I could yeah, see it that. being like a star better if I saw it in the theater, but I did not. Um, and so I think I missed that part of it. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. Um, I mean, I think the benefit for me seeing the, uh, the second one uh, in the theater was like huge because... Yeah, there's think, a reason for it, you know? I, I don't know if I would have honestly finished watching the movie if I just watched it at home. But yeah. uh, watching in the theaters, it was more of an experience. Um, I was meant to be seen. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, they're huge. Yeah, they, they are massive. <laughs> these people Especially are after, huge, these guys. If it's the Kong, Skull Island Kong, that was like... Oh, yeah. Uh, He's massive. Yeah. He's as big as Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you brought up Kong Skull Island because that was uh, a really yeah, really super fun, fun, super fun. John C. Riley is awesome in that. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Sam Jackson. I prefer that to this, oh, and yeah. I think a lot of people actually prefer this from really what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I'm going off my letterbox, which is a small world, but. That's all. That's what I got to tell, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, well, nice. I uh, I will hopefully be watching this very soon. All right, and then quickly before we talk about our movie of the day, our revisit, our revisited uh, movie, uh, I spent my day yesterday watching uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> the infamous Snyder cut um, 242 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hell of a movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like binging a show because it, he kind of has it in chat laid out in chapters. Oh, okay. You know, structured in that sense, like, you know, inglorious bastards or something like that. Um, which is a part I definitely like about it because while this thing is so long, like every, like there is dedication to basically every character in this and every like scene, every scene is drawn out 
um, for just like the time that is needed in order for it to be emotionally impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one, that's a thing I like about it. And honestly, I don't dislike really, I don't know. I don't think, know if I dislike uh, anything about oh. this movie. I, I, for the most part, liked it. Um, uh, it's so uh, epic. A lot of the times there are so many cool action scenes and I just, uh, I thought it was a very functional uh, superhero movie from like mm-hmm. the, the get-go and uh, so I, I'd say it's worth the four-hour watch um, definitely though like uh, I don't know have some supplies with you while you <laughs> while you watch like <laughs> I don't know some coffee or tea or something because yeah it, you you are spending your day doing that yeah you know you know how much of like a psychopath i am is that i looked at the upcoming weather and i saw like a rainy day coming up next week and i was like maybe that'll be the day that i try to try to watch the snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> i'll feel i'll feel good about staying just staying inside watching four hours straight of uh justice league <laughs> while working or something yeah yeah but, it's uh, it's it's enjoyable it's good it'll be funny if like you're just watching snyder cut and and carly is just uh i don't know working on something yeah <laughs> she's just watching you watch these intense action snyder action scenes over and over again she's doing something meaningful and uh useful yeah yeah uh, but yeah i'm 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 planning to watch it. Do you need to have seen? Because uh, I've only seen. I I couldn't get through the original Justice League. No, I didn't watch have... that either. Oh, and that's so right. I think yeah. that's almost helpful uh, yeah. because this is just like brand new for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah I thought oh. it was it was good. Nice. That's good to hear. All right. So yeah, that is I've, that's what we've been watching lately. Yeah, and uh, now we need to talk about uh, Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the real <laughs> for story for a little here. while. Yeah, the real yeah. story. Um, All right. Basically, I wanted—I'd say—the main reason I wanted to revisit Toy Story, uh, the Toy Story trilogy, um, is because I haven't watched them in a little while, and. I think I've always seen them more so as movies like that I was into as a kid um, more so than like as actual, just like amazing movies, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. like from that lens, you know, like as an adult, like, like an incredible movie, that sort of thing. So I kind of wanted to rewatch them for that purpose and just like they're, super impressive and obviously i think they're emotionally impactful for people at any age and arguably more for adults and so i think for that reason um since i haven't looked at toy story through the eyes of an adult as much um as i maybe should have for how often i've watched movies i'd say that's why i wanted to watch uh toy story again yeah i uh I re I rewatched Toy Story two like shortly after we got Disney Plus and was like blown away by how much I still love that. 
and I and I think I had seen this one fairly recently too, but I was um I was honestly surprised with how much I thought was in Toy the original Toy Story that's actually in the sequels because uh-huh. this movie is so so much shorter than I uh, than I, I know this was an easy assignment like we just watch an hour and 20 minute toy story yeah yeah it was it was so quick that i was like oh wait yeah that i forgot that yeah. uh that jesse and like the horse whatever his name is doesn't even come in until uh movie two yeah and all this all this other stuff but uh yeah yeah like you i uh there's definitely a lot that resonates uh with me as an adult and definitely more uh the story is more impactful now for sure than than when i was younger like when i was younger you know not really focusing too much on any of that but uh but now yeah like the actual the uh the characters and the, um you know woody's arc through this it's uh really like uh yeah it's uh it's just like the first movie pixar did and they just like cemented themselves as they can easily their formula they can easily do movies for both like kids and adults um people of any age to just like yeah yeah take something away from yeah there's a lot to it and i feel like the toys are adults do you know what i mean yeah like the toys are genuine like they're adult characters Mm -hmm. um which i think is like a huge thing uh, to realize and yeah. because I think like when I rewatched this movie on Tuesday or Monday whatever I was able to um, just I truly grasped everything the toys said this time around and it's because mm-hmm. they say a lot of adult shit a lot yeah. of the humor is pretty adult shit and um, I think that's so uh, I think that's so cool um for sure and i think if you also you know if you made these characters uh human and they weren't toys this this would be a much more like real story of like uh yeah like especially you know, like, more the jealousy aspect of it like would he yeah. you know almost murders uh someone out of uh yeah. out of spite <laughs> yeah 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 there's something more like comical and also like magical to it. it's just that they're toys you know it's like more Mm -hmm. uh fairy tale like yeah i can Mm -hmm. see that um yeah um did you also know like apparently like uh the early versions of of this woody was like a dick like a huge asshole Oh, he was um, like worse. He was almost supposed to be, yeah, yeah, even worse. Like he was almost like uh, another antagonist. Uh, oh. Just like horrible, abusive uh, yeah. to the other toys. But then, yeah, you know, he realized that because they were trying to like by doing that, they were trying to make it more edgy to like appeal to adults. But you really don't need like <laughs> these toys to be super edgy. <laughs> it just needs. Yeah, to be, I mean, like, you can really see you story. really see it all through Woody's woody's lens yeah mm-hmm. like you feel that you feel the jealousy and everything yeah yeah it's uh i feel like it's a relatable story for anyone um yeah and uh 
Yeah, I don't know what what else I was going. An, with. Another thing I realized about this movie is that uh, is basically how uh, visual visual it is, and I think that may be obvious uh, for some for some, but like it really is just so cinematically visual. Um, so like for instance, like when the movies when the movie begins and you know you're immediately in the good hands of Pixar and ninety. 90s pixar and disney you know you just step it you just step into like like a box toy toy fort built by a kid mm-hmm. built by a kid it's like every it's all about like i don't know all this everything is about like down-to-earth normal human material that is just at like i don't know it's just exposed more because it's all seen from toys point of view so everything's big it just lends to just such interesting cinematic animation throughout um and, and because it, we see uh, we see everything as it, it is like for from a toy's size you know we're, we are like mm-hmm. scaled down to a toy um and also in that opening in that opening scene uh i like i think it's just like it, it was a big deal always for me as a kid to watch andy play uh with the toys to start off because I would, re- I remember it like, not only does this movie in that sense spark your imagination, but I was like, literally like, I would like think about Toy Story, like when playing with my toys, not only because yeah, I had Toy Story toys, but yeah. like, you know, like a universal thing such as like army men, right? Like yeah, everyone had army men. So I thought the army men in uh t- toy story were always the coolest thing to me and <laughs> their like mission to get down to the christmas tree was always like mm-hmm. one of the coolest things to me and so i would play with my army men just like that yeah i totally get what you mean there and uh and uh i like what you said about how like it starts in your from the toys perspective and everything because you don't even like necessarily notice it consciously but the the humans in these movies seem huge uh-huh. because uh yeah you're seeing everything from uh the, the toys perspective so yeah, yeah it, they do a, an amazing job of uh and i feel like i feel like that can be easily overlooked but it really does um like they really did go into like the extra put in the extra like details to make it seem like you are viewing this from yeah yeah what are your buzz and that people are massive to you mm-hmm. like there's like there's a shot like when the soldiers like they they're carrying like the baby thermometer like to the stairs and they're all like lined up on the stairs while the presents are being opened downstairs and like i don't know that just shot is really cool mm-hmm. <laughs> like just yeah. because you are yeah like just uh yeah, when a house is like ma- is is just massive and blown up like that, um, and and especially when you're a kid and watching it, it makes your home like something like just your home as a kid feel like um, imaginative or creative or something like that. Yeah, and it uh, it still looks really good too. I couldn't tell if maybe for like the streaming version or if like the blu-ray too if they um sort of enhanced any aspect of it um to make it like look more modern or if it's um relatively the same to as it um 
first came out because I thought it looks so good and I figured it might look a little bit dated because it's like 25 years old now. But uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, compared to some of the more recent Pixar ones, there's certain details that uh, definitely aren't at, you know, that show their, their age. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, this is like the first like big computer animated film and it still looks really good today yeah 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 it's uh yeah it's it's great um so i think ne next would be uh they in they find uh but the reveal of buzz maybe uh oh yeah just that shot below below Buzz's legs when Woody's looking up at him and it just pans up to Buzz. I think it's just so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, and the mute and the score is, and the score in that part is so great. Uh, mm -hmm. Not on top of all the perfect, uh, just storytelling and dialogue and humor and animation that Pixar throws at you before this. There's also a Randy Newman and soundtrack and score going throughout. That is great. Yes. um yeah and and, and the fact yeah. that this is all an hour 20 minutes and this all has its go it going for that like that stuff going for it makes you it feel like you're watching just some i don't know some art art house mat masterpiece film at times <laughs> even though it's obviously toy story yeah but man the randy newman score is just like the perfect yeah, I mean, we Perfect we never talked about the we didn't talk about the classic uh, opening of uh, Woody and Andy. Yeah, uh, which in a way is set up for all that jealousy later. Why you understand that jealousy yeah, of right. Woody later? Yeah, yeah. You just I like you kind of see his purpose being taken away from him. Yeah, because then slowly, I'm speeding up here a little bit, I guess. But uh, when uh, yeah, once Buzz is like the new the new hot toy, and 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 Woody's first starting to uh, realize that he's being pushed to the wayside, then uh, the Randy Newman score is like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, it's like I, I sing along to this song. I love it. Yeah. To me. This was always like right, so for me as a kid. Now I'm starting to get that like real nostalgia because as a kid, this um montage the montage of buzz taking over woody's place woody basically woody's being replaced montage was like mm -hmm. it always hit me hard as a kid just the strange thing <laughs> and, the, and just the, the, the images of 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 woody's like of the blankets being changed to buzz's blankets and just everything um yeah yeah it, it hits hard yeah I, I remember uh, singing that song back in the day with my friend when, when we were little. I want respect. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, this is, uh, yeah, it's fitting that we just did a score episode because this is, or scores and soundtracks episode because this is, uh, this is a great one. Yeah, and so basically, but so Buzz is uh, Buzz is uh, delusional in this movie. If you didn't know, yeah. Buzz thinks he's a real uh, space ranger, and space that's ranger. his 
he ha- he has basically that is his character for most of the movie until uh uh basically the the climax um and which i think i have so i have a fe- i have a feeling about this and while i think the buzz like that buzz aspect is good i think that i'm going to be more into the main like conflict of tor- toy story 2 when we talk about that one i just have a a feeling about that um but i do think the buzz stuff is uh very good um not just like especially i think i like it more especially after he's done after like it's done that woody is jealous and they eventually get to sid's house and um buzz has that the revelation that he's uh not a toy uh actually was like probably the high dramatic point for me in this movie because I think it is like really relatable to like uh, anybody who, you know, just it's about, you know, it's about someone uh, discovering, I don't know, that in a certain way that they thought they were special, that they're not, you know, every, that there's a, you know, there's a bunch of of self-awareness. People like you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It it hits home a lot. And uh, yeah, I think is the, uh, the high, the the like out of all the dramatic things in Toy Story, it's the one I like the most. Mm, yeah, it's so uh, so layered, and both Woody and Buzz, yeah, they they both sort of have this realization <laughs> uh, moment towards the end. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's and yeah, Tom Hanks both... has that great monologue. He's just like. You are a cool toy. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. Like, and Tom Hanks is acting his ass off in that moment too. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, yeah. But I mean, going back to the beginning when Buzz is first introduced to Tom Hanks, uh, in the moment when he's trying to explain to Buzz yeah. that he is a, he's like, "You are a child's plaything." T O Y toy. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like almost like Buzz is so just lacking so much self awareness, and then Woody is so self aware that he's so cynical about about this. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, he's like Jerry Seinfeld trying to like dress him down to realize yeah. how uh, yeah how pathetic he is. Yeah, yeah, it, and Woody even there are times where he even goes like insane about it. I think it's like when they're by that gas station, like like when they're like when they get lost you know they get yeah. lost it's like you're a child's plaything play yeah. <laughs> you know he just he says it so desperately in that like moment and it, and that's also really good just like i like watching them under like a truck by a gas station it's just really cool i mean the way that it's uh it, it looks like a actual movie yeah i mean it's like we're talking we're complaining about soul like uh we liked it better when they were on earth for instance yeah i don't know in toy story i prefer that like um i don't know pixar's just showing our world as in a very a very imaginative place yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah it's all you don't see anything like that in real life we say is cool you see like a restaurant a gas station a house um but you know they use like household objects like say like 
like a like a lamp you know like a desk lamp like is what ends up like knocking buzz out you know it, like that mm -hmm. lamp like spins around in a toys world it's a you know like a like a weapon or a big dangerous crane thing it's just yeah uh there's just so much imagination into just uh the uh just looking at it from a toy's view and what how the how you they would function and, and exist in this in the world from that you know like that every like every like get just getting around the house is a big spy like espionage set piece moment yeah. you know yeah yeah that's really funny yeah they have to like infiltrate the living room or something to uh yeah, yeah and like, like, a, like a and heist. they're always doing something cool like this goes to like more to like future movies but they're always like in toy story 2 they're always going through like vents and stuff just to get to up to the floor it's third floor it's like the coolest thing yeah, yeah. That they're just going through the vents and up the elevator and stuff like that yeah that's yeah it's so so different unique and, um, and, and like in, in the end when they're at sid's house they kind of uh i think they go through a vent and like there's a big like thing where toy uh uh, Woody and uh, Sid's toys are just escaping. They end up on that skateboard just to, like, get out through the dog uh, exit. Oh, speaking of uh, of of Sid's house, though, too, this is when it gets genuinely like uh, terrifying, <laughs> um, which definitely scared me uh, when I was younger. And still, uh, they're very creepy. Like when you when because first of all, Sid is one messed up kid. Uh, yeah. He has a sticker in his room that says, I heart explosives. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Man, like this guy is, uh, he's. And uh, there's like, mo there's moments where the movie like alludes to the fact that Sid has like a bad, a bad mom. I, I forget what he says, but he says like, Hey mom, have you seen my uh, matches or something like that? When he's about to go out and blow up, <laughs> I think I actually like got a real kick out of Sid this time round. And I and I I think my favorite part about Sid is like that through it all, he's like using his imagination and he's like being kind of creative, but it's like in the most like fucked up way. Like we see, yeah. like we always, we see how like nice and like beautiful it is with like Andy always, but then Sid's over here in just his own other, sh other shit. Like he's, he like, and he, I, there's also a lot of movie influence in Sid's play style. I noticed like hmm. he's always kind of speaking like movie characters in it. Like when he's uh, pretending to be like NASA or something like that for, oh, the, yeah. for the spaceship liftoff or like, uh, um, like he's doing an operation on his sister's doll or whatever he was, he was, he's doing uh, like, he's like, he, like when he takes uh, Sally's doll, he's like, no one has ever attempted the, trans biofusion or i don't know what he says yeah. but something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's making it's up like, some like storyline in his head exactly exactly yeah. exactly it's and i thought i think it's pretty good yeah. yeah yeah it's just like doing it's so uh that is a really interesting character to, to pull in there this kid that takes apart toys to like uh yeah fuse them into something different that you feel like 
when he gets older he would like be torturing animals or something like doing the same thing yeah like, so yeah so it's like seems so like innocent in a way doing it to toys but and then you <laughs> then it just feels so real when you think about like who this this type of kid would become uh yeah that's uh uh i do love uh i do love that whole escape though when uh they had to escape from sid's house and and you start to see more of uh how um and i mean jumping out to the end too when they have to save the rest of the toys from the the truck that um well buzz becomes self-aware that he is just a toy but he uh still ends up having to use like his the special things about him right uh, you know to help save the yeah game. he ends up being like the character that like is buzz for the rest of the trilogy like suddenly mm-hmm. going like all right sheriff we got to get to that kid and it's just like <laughs> normal buzz like working together sort of deal yeah going forward yeah gotta love buzz man <laughs> good guy man yeah, yeah i've always loved always loved buzz great guy and tim allen's voice is buzz is one of the it's just a great voice acting performance overall. Like, yeah, he just speaks buzz. Don Rickles, Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. And Laurie, Laurie Metcalf as the mom is like, yeah, but it, it, sometimes like there's a Michael Scott joke where he talks about how like the most important character for him is Andy's mom because blah, 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 this. But I actually and it, it's played off as like, you know, Michael's an idiot. Uh, because yeah. <laughs> Andy's mom is really like straightforward and doesn't really do hold much like character to the Toy Story movies. But I think whenever Andy's mom is actually like a rat in the movie, she is like really doing a lot to drive the movie forward and just playing that like I don't know, just that real mother figure that is doing it all for her son, and it's just. Uh, I don't know. I think I think she Andy's mom really is important in the overall scheme of things in the Toy Story universe. Like, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Andy's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really like it. I was just I, I I'd say the one of the few th- one of the things I didn't say yet was that I just loved how incredibly well paced it is, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that is throughout you were either going through some very uh, either funny or important dialogue scene, or you are seeing just something just like imagery that like is very interesting and appealing and something that makes the movie watchable over and over as a, from, as a child. And it is why like when I was a kid, I in back and forth watched star Wars and toy story like over and yeah. over again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As a kid, you just watch like the same movies over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, excited to watch the second one again too because I remember yeah. liking that one. Even I have more. A f- I think that's what I'm gonna. <laughs> that's <laughs> how I'm gonna feel too. And uh, I, 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 yeah, I absolutely can't wait because uh, I think I haven't watched that one in so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one I watched uh, like like I said recently, and I. Uh, recently as in like a year i'm looking forward to the prospector yes bringing in introducing some new characters 
Yeah, yeah really diving back into the that childhood nostalgia with this one, but it's like I, I it's motivating me to like watch these I don't know, you more regularly. You got a friend in me. You got trouble.